are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats version 2, a.k.a. This is the Thursday this episode. for Thursday. Yep, yep, I told you. It's Thursday, Mike Luke. It's Thursday. You want to know, too, that we know that Bruno's tired? Because Bruno, a lot of people out there have wondered about how Bruno's doing in the past. And, you know, Bruno had a little bit of a bum wheel, and so we weren't able to go to the dog park for about four days. Well, Bruno got much better. But Bruno, who normally spends a good percentage of this episode trying to bite into John Schuster's face in a friendly way, mm-hmm. um, is so tired that he's just in, laying there with heavy eyelids. Instead, right now. spent most of Wednesday's podcast snoring in the background. Correct. So if yes. you want to, uh, to, you know, if you've got one of, you know, if you've got some of those. Uh, you know, one of those uh, players that, that can break down sounds in different ways. Uh-huh. You can crank up Bruno's snores if you want yes. to know, hey, there's there, there, there's Bruno contributing good where, quality material but, in the background. But in the past where Bruno might be snoring because mm-hmm. he was watching a Sean Miller coach basketball team, <laughs> right? he's not snoring watching Tommy Lloyd out there. That's why he stayed up late and he's a little yeah. bit tired you right what, now. You know what's weird about this team, though? And I, I got to give Miller a little bit of kudos here is that normally when a new coach takes over a team, they've got a bunch of crap on the roster. they got a bunch of roster filler. I think back to when, uh, well, heck, when Miller took over from the uh, Olsen slash KO slash Russ Pennells slash, uh, well, slash nobody. It was then Sean Miller. There was a lot of Garland Judkins. There was a lot of DJ Shumperts. There was a lot of guys that probably just shouldn't be on Division One rosters. i got to give Miller this. There's a lot of guys on this roster that belong on Division One rosters. So uh, Tommy Lloyd was not given a bear cupboard, that's for sure. Absolutely. And uh, there's, your, there's your tip of the catch. That was really well done. Mm-hmm. And, yes. <laughs> I didn't feel thank, good about it, but I had to. <laughs> thank you, Coach Noah. Yes, Nicely yes, done. Yes, yes. Uh, so that's something to use uh, when you kill that interview at uh, Wichita State. Yes, at some point yes, down yes. The road. Wichita State, we're, we're pulling for you, Coach. That or St. Louis. <laughs> Ooh, I, 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 SLU's decent. SLU is decent. Yeah, I think. Do they still have Travis Ford? Is that who's still coaching? Oh, that's uh, a that, great question. I'm trying to think if that's the right one. I get him. Nevertheless, I think he's still there. Anyway. Right. As an aside, it's not the it's not the locked on slew podcast, right, right. so but I won't worry about that right now. But, but uh, one of the Lloyd has done a nice job recognizing that he was given good talent. How do you utilize that talent in his system in a transitional period that works for the players? Right, and and I think he's done. It it appears that he will do a very nice job with that, mm-hmm. uh, and hopefully, it looks like the team has. Good chemistry. Mm-hmm. Looks like they get along reasonably well. It looks like they're looks unselfish. Like they enjoy playing for you. Yeah, it looks like yeah. Which and, and those are all you know. Those are all good things. One of the things that I I expect to see, and you can get a good gauge on how effective Arizona ultimately was in a given game, is when the scoring numbers are the same and the assist numbers are the same. Mm-hmm. Like there are four or five different players our, in I, both categories that fill up those. I think it was our. I think it was our pal Rob Lance that uh, messaged us during the game yesterday and said, wait a second, 13 assists on 15 made baskets? Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Yeah, it was right. And it was right. Yeah. And, that's, and, and that, I think, is going to be a, a tendency, uh, a positive tendency for Arizona uh, when the offense is flowing well. And I think very often this year and in the future, under Lloyd, Arizona's going to have offenses that uh, 
work well. Mm -hmm. One of the things we talked about in the last podcast that I kind of want to differentiate a little bit before uh, Bruno decides to differentiate outside the window here and make a lot of noise. Oh, he's in a looking few at seconds. barking. For yes, sure. um, is is this? There's a fine line here between being free flow offensively and being stupid and being Bobby Hurley and kind of yeah. yeah. But so and, and that difference is let's use. Let's use 25-foot three-pointers as an example. Right. Okay? There's a good 20... And this sound, this might sound weird. There's a good 25-foot three-pointer, and there's a bad 25-foot three-pointer. Here's three what I think you're getting at. And I, this was... Uh, if we can tie this in, because Steve Kerr said this. He said when he, uh, when he first took over the Warriors, and Steph Curry is, in practice, pulling up and shooting, like, contested 30-foot shots, and he's saying, well, this isn't good basketball. And then he realizes after about three practices that crap he's making about 50 percent of these you know that's uh i think that they're it, it's kind of a know your personnel thing like you know what if you're a bad shooter you don't get to do that if you're damon stoudemire and you want to pull up from the cactus i'm okay with it but you can't just have these loose you can't just have loosey-goosey rules where it's just like eh, just do whatever you want i don't care I was, uh, I, and, and... You probably weren't going there, but I just wanted to throw that in because I, I think I, I could mention Steve Kerr in his story. You really did. That was good. Mm -hmm. You got Steph Curry in there and Damon Stoudemire. So you dropped some names very nicely in that segment. I, I think the air... I think part of the problem with Curry Ball is that a bunch of other people think they're Curry, and they're not. Curry so, was bad so for you basketball. Give, yes. So you give Curry a pass because he makes this jackassery and a lot of other players don't and that's the thing and, and, and that's the fine line you want freedom but there's a reason you utilize fundamentals mm -hmm. as stupid as it sounds setting up for a 25 foot three-pointer is better than just willy-nilly launching a 25 right. foot three-pointer where you're off balance you you don't get yourself set and and getting yourself set in something like that is a split. There's a split second difference right, here. Right. It's not like it's not like it's a seven prong process, <laughs> yes, and then yes, the defense yes, is going to come over and yes. make it a little bit different. It's very fast, but it's something that if you can just utilize it through repetition, you're going to be better off making those shots or being close to making those shots on a much more consistent basis, as opposed to just launching nonsense. Mm -hmm. And that's what a coach like Lloyd, and who, who's a lot more free flow has to be able to get across what a good shot is, even if it looks a little bit, even if it, even if, if it appears quick, if it appears, there's still an efficiency in taking a 25-foot three-pointer. Right, right. Uh, as opposed to some 25-foot three-pointers, you can look just when, man, like, he was off second. balance. Yeah. He was, that's not going yeah, in. That's not going in, right. and that's not what you want. So there's a balance between the two. Now, are you going to make all of them? No, but if you take a good shot, that help that it obviously gives you a better opportunity to make those, and that's good news for what you want to do on the offensive end. Here's what I think a little bit of the difference too is I'm okay with Salim Stoudemire taking off balance threes. I'm not okay with Hassan Adams taking off balance mm -hmm. threes. There's probably going to be a different result a lot of the time. But so the, you know that's what we're looking at. We're not going to we're not saying that this is just going to be basically no you know there are rules. There are still rules mm -hmm. in play. Yes, it's just going to be a much different type of basketball now. You watched a little bit of uh, college hoops yesterday. I watched a little bit of college hoops. What's your take on just the landscape of college basketball this year through the prism of the watching for about a day? 
<laughs> That's a bad prism. No, but you know what? It's the prism that we rely <laughs> that we on here. The, fortunately, the difference here, and I, and I will yield to you on this because I'm not going to provide no, any I, great insight. Now, and what I, I mean by that, I know, I, I know, but I'm much more interested in your take because oh. you understand the long-term recruiting aspect that goes into a lot of this. So, so yeah, you watch college basketball a little bit in one day to try to get a general gauge, but you know who these players are better than I do. Mm -hmm. So you know how they fit. So we'll get to that in a bit. But based on some of the games that I saw, um, I was not particularly impressed with Virginia. Uh, who I saw play Navy, and Navy was leading at least for most of the game. I don't know how it ended. Uh, uh, Kansas looked good. Duke looked good. Kentucky's obviously athletic. I'm not entirely sure what I think about Michigan State right now. Mm -hmm. And I feel like the Tom Izzo has gone off the deep end thing in terms of his uh, radical emotion on the sideline. Maybe getting dangerously close to catching up to him. Right. I hope I'm wrong about that. You kind of uh, wonder, too, at some point, do something. Now, listen, it doesn't always happen to like a lot of the, some of the greats, but at some point, does the game or the new aspect of players is it kind of catch up with you a little bit i think i i yes and uh, i think it, it obviously will and and you're seeing two different manifestations of this i hope i'm wrong about the tom Izzo thing huh? and and because Izzo's been a fantastic coach and an incredible ambassador for michigan state and for college basketball mm -hmm. so so i hope that what i've seen tom the Izzo's last couple of years or yes you know, on on the uh, is is me misinterpreting certain things that I that's all that that have always been there and I just haven't noticed. But it feels like there's an intensity that's getting a little bit worse and a little bit more frustrating. If things don't go well, that's the type of thing that can spiral negatively. That's one thing that you're seeing more frustration on the sideline. The second thing is that you're just seeing coaches retire. Yeah. You know, I think when Roy I, Williams I think, just retires, I think this transfer portal. I think basketball, uh, a lot of really good basketball coaches are saying, I've made a lot of money doing this game. I'm, I'm recruiting these kids once. I'm not recruiting these kids and then recruiting younger kids year after year after year. I'm just done. Right. I'm just, I'm, I just you don't like the transfer portal. <laughs> I don't You're like, a freedom of movement type guy. I, I'm okay with freedom of movement, but I think if you utilize this transfer portal approach, I think... For most of college basketball, it's going to be an ugly visual aesthetic. Mm -hmm. I think, like anything, a thing like the transfer portal has its share of opportunity. For instance, if you're Tommy Lloyd, you play an up-tempo style of basketball. There are a lot of players out there who are athletic who are going to say, you know what? I wouldn't mind playing in that system. Maybe I'll go in the transfer portal and see if I can go to a, a place that's more up-tempo that I think fits my style. Right. So there's opportunity there for programs to be inclusive and be more interesting for a lot of other players out there. But the problem with the transfer portal, I think, is in November, December, and most of January, it, college basketball grind. is going to be ugly because it takes for the... The rarity of UCLA this year having everybody back it's and not. basically the team intact, that's almost never going to happen in the game again. Mm -hmm. So if you're okay with freedom of movement, then don't come back and complain to me or complain to whoever that, wow, college basketball really looks like crap for about three months out of the year. And I seem to remember when the game looked a lot better. Right. Well, that's what you're getting right. as a result of doing this and not having some sort of element in place you know, to allow the program a little bit of protection at the same time. Right. And, and, and I think 
you know, I think that's for older coaches. I think a did lot of them take, are saying, yeah, did we take that's a break. No, we haven't. All right, here's a break. You're listening to Locked On Wildcats. All right, I got to get some reads in here. McDonald's. Wait, wait, what? Yep, McDonald's a read now. The McDonald's? The McDonald's. All right. So McDonald's, here's the talking points they want to get. They mm-hmm. want me to give you. Right. And here's the talking points that I will then use on my own. The McDonald's, a community feel where people get together and eat and uh, enjoy community, I guess. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, McDonald's. I, the corporate read of I guess isn't necessarily going to be what the butt. No, but no. Here's where I'm. Here's where I'm going to do myself. Oh, though. sweet. Okay. I like McDonald's. I like McDonald's a lot because McDonald's is the uh, the food for the common man, and that not the communal feel per se, but the common man. I can't tell you how many times I've got three dollars in my wallet, and you know what? Maybe I've lost my debit card. Maybe I've so, and you know what? I get two hot and spicies with ketchup only. I'm good for the day. I'm good for the next five, six hours. McDonald's was the, McDonald's was on the cutting edge of the value dollar menu and providing good food while they were at it. There's my McDonald's spot. What do you have to say about McDonald's, John Schuster? Mm, that was really well said. This is what I have to say about, hey, you know, there's, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad they see value in this, and I hope folks out there also see value in McDonald's. At this point, you already know what McDonald's, McDonald's is. Has, you know <laughs> you kind of have a general say. idea of what McDonald's is. If you like McDonald's, hey, McDonald's go to McDonald's has, and thank McDonald's it, for being on board. Say, is it fair to say that McDonald's has staying power? <laughs> yeah, it is, and even when, and, and I know they've made adjustments in terms of the menu, to try to adjust to some of the different uh, tastes that have come along. So so there is an effort out there to be, you know, uh, take this for what it's worth within the dynamic that it is. But, you know, there are some healthier food options on the McDonald's menu. There are. M- McDonald's you know menu. And maybe that's what they're talking about when they say that it's about <clears throat> community now with McDonald's. They want a healthier group of people that are also lining the wallets. I think a lot of what's there as well, and I don't mean to, you know, because thankfully we'll be reading about McDonald's. Yeah, a lot. oh yeah, no, um, we got another one coming maybe, up tomorrow. Maybe one of the aspects there is that with COVID and the rest of it, folks have just gone home. They don't sit in a restaurant anymore, so you can't shoot the crap with someone two tables down. You know, just to, there's no social component in it anymore. And here's a place where you can still go and, uh, you know, at least mingled to you know, some degree with some elements of humanity. You know what would be an absolutely dangerous combination? If McDonald's ever merged with Built Bar <laughs> and called it Built Donald's. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, I can't. It's that. That is, it's, it's, it, that is, that is magic. It's jo- that significant. That is Magic Johnson teaming up with Larry Bird in the 1980s and forming their own team. <laughs> That is LeBron James and Dwayne Wade coming together. That is Kevin Durant joining the 73-win Warriors. That is what it is because Built Bar gives you the taste that you want that you come to expect with McDonald's, but at the same time, a health factor, too, that McDonald's is also striving to with the new communal feel. We're going to keep you all updated on this because, you know what, McDonald's is on board now. And between McDonald's, Rock Auto 2.0, which we've actually dubbed, and Built Bar, there's a lot to like here. We'll be back with you tomorrow listening to Locked On Wildcats.